hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, the show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Cisco, aka Misfit Minded. You can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and at my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. Today we're talking about Fast X and Fast Five. Uh, just quickly gonna go ahead and review Fast X because sadly, Cisco, yeah, hasn't seen it yet. I wanted to. I tried. I tried. Yeah, really quick. I loved it. It It's perfect that we're going to talk Fast Five today because it is a sequel to Fast Five, essentially. And it's just basically about Reyes' son, played by Jason Momoa, coming back, playing the greatest villain I've seen in a long time on screen. Just you're going to love it. You're going to love it. He is so fun. A total yeah. like insertion of a kind of juice we really needed in this franchise. I saw someone say best villain in the franchise is do you agree with that? Yes. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think who else we had. We had Statham. We had his brother. Yeah, Luke Evans. Random. We had Charlize, Charlize as Cypher. Dude, she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to think who else. John Cena. He trumps them all. He has. Trumps all of them. He has a kind of charisma that you don't like get him to get to see him play a lot of the time because he's always being these muscly dudes. And he okay, he's just a revelation. I heard he's having a lot of fun. Way too much fun. <laughs> and I'm I'm so excited that he'll be around more. Yeah, um, because like there's the ending is ambiguous, which is exciting. Of course, I don't usually love ambiguous endings in movies like this. Mm -hmm. But in this one in particular, I'm very interested in to see what they're doing with it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I loved it. You're gonna love it. Just he's so delightfully psychotic. It's it's everything I want when I go see a fast movie. So I was not disappointed. I also saw someone say that he, that's like his Joker. Like was he was is that how he was playing it? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, his Joker, no doubt. Um, maybe even better than Joker, just because he. Wow. <sighs> damn, I guess I can't say he's better. Nobody beats Heath Ledger, like straight up. Nobody beats him. But you're right, <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say that's a that's a high bar. <laughs> I guess like he he's better than that, just because he's there's no questions asked. Like you. He's a psychopath, but you're not, you know, it's not quite real because it's in the fast universe. So you can still have a little fun with it. Okay. And so I guess that's where the distinction is for me. I love, I'm, I'm being the, the listener that hasn't seen the movie. So I, I like this actually, this is how this has turned out. Another question for you, because this is a fast tradition of introducing family like later on that was never talked about in the previous movies. So is there like an explanation of like where Momoa was at the during the events of Fast Five? That's all I want to know. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> they did a really good job of basically saying he was there or whatever. You just didn't see him. And so they very nicely wove in the historical information that we need okay. without it feeling too laborious. You know, it was like a nice little catch up, like all these movies pretty much have to do now because there's so much content we have to have going in right so they definitely handle that very well and he just fits right into this franchise he's having a fucking great time he see i think i think he was the way to go like so i didn't like the last one that much the john cena f9 very stale yes for that reason like he's not that great of an actor to be chewing up scenery in a villain way and like the ex and that was one of my problems with 
with F9 was just like, we've gone through nine movies. N- not once has uh, Vin Diesel, Dom, ever mentioned this brother character. <laughs> ever. Especially because his sister's here the whole entire time. How? And his whole thing is family. So I, that just like rubbed me the wrong way. It's just like, they just don't even care at this point. And then on top of that, bringing Han back. And like the explanation for that was just such horseshit. Like as much as I love Han, which we'll get to in Fast Five, that was just like you guys are just not even trying at this point. It's just like, oh yeah, the guy, the, the market research said that Han was a was a cool character, so we're just gonna bring him back. Like, fuck it. <laughs> It's very clear that number nine really is just like a grab. Yeah. Because even Fate, I still think, had some stuff. Fate had some cool moments. Yeah. Nine really nosedive. That was, was that the, was that the airplane, the baby airplane? With yes. Jason yes. The yeah. baby of the airplane. Fucking stellar. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> All the cars flying out of the building that have been hacked. Like, yeah. there's still something there, but Nine was down. And you're right. Like, John Cena is not a villain. No. That isn't really good for him. And he's he, he's back because you know how this franchise has basically turned all villains into family. If anything, he's more of a comedic actor because he is so serious. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it's like, you can just laugh at this guy that takes himself so seriously. Like in Peacemaker, he's great in that. But yeah, as the villain, not he doesn't have that that switch that he can just he can turn on and off, I think. It's true. Yeah, there's there is something unique about when you're playing a villain and that has been the problem of this franchise is that like Dom is the original villain and and he isn't even a villain. Definitely. He's he's not even a hero really. We could <laughs> we could talk about it. I feel like this franchise doesn't have heroes or like I don't when I'm watching this, I'm really just looking for the set pieces because, like, I don't care about any of these characters. Like, the family trope is so tired at this point. Like, I'm like, okay, how many times are we going to go back to this? Yeah. Like, I feel like his family changes every single fucking time. How am I supposed to care? Yes. When there's, like, all this found family and lost family. They recast his son. Like, every movie, they recast his son as a new kid actor. It's like... How am I supposed to care about any of these people? <laughs> it, it's just, it's so superficial. Yeah. And especially in this one, like, I can't lie. Momoa is maybe the only piece of this that feels fresh because the whole time I was watching it, I felt so bad, but I was like, Vin Diesel's insufferable. Yeah, he really is. It's insufferable to listen to him play Dom anymore. His ego. And like, look for the lowest register of his voice. Yeah. It's just, ugh, it's really gross. But thankfully, that's maybe the rescue of this expanded family that like there's many scenes. We don't have to be anywhere near Dom. We can be in Europe with Ludacris and Tyrese. Like we can be with Michelle and Charlize doing their thing. And like John Cena found his role in this one the way that like he is what we want. So this movie was just fan service and a new jolt. And it did make me feel like, okay, I was starting to get to a point where these movies I couldn't remember how good five or seven were because they were really starting to head downhill. And this one made me be like, yes, I'm okay with the fact that there are 30 movies in this franchise. Yeah, there, there's definitely like a villain problem uh, with it too, where like you're never scared that anyone's going to die. That's one. Nope. And then also, or even get injured. Like they go in full on head on car accidents, not one scratch. Nope. Nope. That's my favorite part of nine. Tyrese is literally like, Hey guys, I think we could be invincible. (laughs) (laughs) 
Exactly. It's like they, at least they mentioned it because it's like, what the fuck? Like, there's no way nope. you're walking away from some of this stuff. But then at the end, too, of every single movie, like, so in the Marvel, it's like they kill off the villains. That's like the issue. Yep. Like, they're really good villains, but then they kill them off. Fast, it's like the villains aren't even that great. And then by the end of the movie, they're part of the family, too. It's like you guys just accept anybody in this family like everybody's invited to the cookout <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense because this movie's supposed to be able to have access to the bad things the way marvel doesn't it's it makes more sense that in marvel movies everybody's turning good you know who was it i think i think it was jason statham is the one they revealed who was responsible for killing han and then guess what he's family now <laughs> well Spoiler alert, somehow they're, for some reason, Statham is now angry with Han, just FYI. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure how that happened, but they're, they're, they have it out in this story. There's like a couple pieces of this story that are not perfect. Like, obviously, just like you're saying, this franchise has its issues, but this movie was much more in line with what we want. And it was as good as five. Like five is the pinnacle of this franchise. Yeah, let's get to five. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm shitting on it a little bit, but you're going to love it. Five. Definitely. I'm with you. Fast five is definitely, I think, the pinnacle where they found their stride a little bit. It's kind of like they figure out the formula. It took them five times to get it right, to get there. <laughs> but they finally were like, we're going to make this partly a heist movie. Uh, there's going to be like some gunplay, some like ridiculous action but not too much where it takes you out of the story like i was like surprised at how comparatively to now grounded some of the stunts were <laughs> because because it's like yeah they're jumping from trains and stuff but it's like a little bit like yeah you could jump from a train to something else like believably but like in six i think dom jumps from like a freeway to another freeway and it's like now we're just now we're just completely throwing off any physics logic or like when they jump the cars through the buildings like the skyscrapers it's like god guys like how do we get here how do we get here <laughs> it's the exact opposite of what we're talking about all the time which is like cg is only good if you couldn't do it otherwise and what made these movies so good in the beginning of the franchise is that they didn't use cg like they had these awesome cars they did this awesome shit and that's why five is so sick too there's so many practical stunts and like in the end, they're doing most of it for real, which I think is lost by nine. Like maybe nothing in nine is real. Yeah, there's like a generational divide, I feel like, too, because like, I don't know, it could just be nostalgia. Why I I prefer the first half of the 10 movies to the back half. Same. And but then I talk to like some younger people and it's the complete opposite. They can't get into the older ones. But I, I think it's what we're talking about where it's like. Yeah, they're actually about cars and racing and like you actually can see the physical things and touch them. <laughs> like it goes it goes a long way. Like they're like even, you know, Tokyo Drift, even though it doesn't have the family in it, I'm like, I'm cool with that. Like the family I again, I am never felt like I was part of this family. That was where Han was introduced. That character is so dope. Uh in Tokyo Drift, like I don't know. And then Tyrese is when uh, Too Fast, Too Furious and Ludacris. Like you, you started to see some of the characters that they recruited for five. Yes. In the first couple movies. And then, um, oh, yeah, the 
the two brothers or whatever, I think they started in in four. So like through the first four movies, they like are starting to introduce these like side characters. And then five, they were like, let's make like the Avengers of like. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Let's let's bring in all of the characters that you love, except for Letty. But then they get the, the tease at the end where it's like, do you believe in ghosts? Which I was like, again, why can no one die in this universe? Fuck, it's it's unbelief. <laughs> because we won't be able to make money off of them if they're dead. This franchise perfectly saw like what Marvel was doing and was like, we're going to copy that mode. Because I think that's why I like the top four. Like They are their own contained stories that are coming together. But Marvel, when they kill people, they're done. Which is like, I respect it. I'm like, just... Yeah. I don't like, yes, Michael B. Jordan... And Black Panther, he got he got killed. <laughs> that one is a heartbreaker, but I like that they're able to bring him back since he can be in that like mid world where you go visit. Right, but like that's that's the extent. It's not like actually the whole time she escaped the car explosion that you saw in the last movie. It's like what we saw it. We saw her explode. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it almost feels like. The Fast franchise went from something pretty grounded and tactile and into something pretty soap opera-y. Yes. Yeah, soap opera for sure. Well, it's like a telenovela. Hardcore. Yeah, that's the thing. No one can die. They're like, she wa- she washed up ashore. She has no memory. Like, those are straight out of soaps. I was thinking of uh, what the, the monologue that... Um... Annie Wilkes has in misery about like seeing the the series. Yes. <laughs> and the next week he was alive. And they're like, that's not what fucking happened. That's not fair. That's right. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> it's too good. It's true though. It's true. It's like, I mean, if but again, if you if you love these characters and this story, I suppose like, you know, you don't you don't mind that, but I'll tell you. It's got to be one of those things where you make a movie every couple of years with the small group and then you make the Avengers because mm-hmm. they're running out of ways to bring the gang all back together every time. It's It gets weirder and weirder for them to be like, now we're a super team from outside of the CIA, but we work with the government, I think. Like <laughs> finding ways to keep them all together has gotten absurd when we should have just done like two and three where they're allowed to be elsewhere and you know they talk to each other they can pop up but every movie is a gang back together movie and that's kind of losing its flair you can't do that yeah you can't do that and like i'll say like speaking of like deaths and stuff so the first fast and furious movie um the add mechanic i can't remember his name jesse mm-hmm. i think dies and that's a that's a huge big moment and fast five vince dies and that's another grounded and earned i felt like moment even though it's like yeah again i have no connection really to these characters but i'm like okay like he this was a guy that kind of like double crossed them he's kind of playing both sides you're not sure about him but by the end he like earns the respect and then like he dies in the process and then he has a family backstory yeah too and i'm like they can do this every time if they like really cared and wrote this thing like and i was thinking that too with like the letty thing i hated that they brought her back because fast five sets up what could potentially be a new letty with this uh this female cop and she i think she's like that whole chemistry that she had with dom was pretty solid i'm like yes exactly it's like so that could have been set up for the next 
few movies, but no, we need to bring Michelle Rodriguez back. And uh, it's... yeah, it's not easy to have chemistry with Vin Diesel. Come on. Mm-hmm. They also just had to like get rid of her. You know, they killed her off. And in this newest installment, they're bringing someone from her family in. Because you're right. The last earned death, like the last one that made sense is Vince's because like he is a real person. And And think about that five in fast five. And it's been five movies since then. No, like no death that really hits you in any meaningful way whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing earned in this one too. It's wild. It's fucking wild. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it was crazy to me just watching that and, and like, setting that like they set up these seeds where it's like you could potentially see where they could go if they followed this template unfortunately they had to keep going bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like you back yourself into a corner and now we're ejecting cars into space with rockets and (laughs) yes yeah it's like you're running out of stuff to do because you won't take enough time to let this story evolve So that's what I'm interested in seeing happen now is like Fast X is it's sort of a new thing. I remember them saying they were only ever going to make 11, which is a weird number. I don't really know what that is. Well, it's supposed to be 10 was supposed to be a two part like Hunger Games bullshit. And then Vin Diesel on a red carpet just announced that it's going to be a three part finale. (laughs) Which I want because I want three movies with Momoa. I'll say that. But these guys just. The egos, I, I, I can't deal. And I, I will say, too, though, like, I love uh, The Rock in Fast Five. This was another piece where it's like, yes, you bring in somebody that has just as much ego and mm-hmm. just as much like machismo as Vin Diesel. And what a great yeah. villain. Easy. Like in this, there's like kind of, I mean, the drug dealer villain, whatever, like nameless don't even remember his name i just watched it last night i just call him bucho from desperado because he's his brother in desperado (laughs) but but lucas hobbs hell yeah you will put respect on this guy's name because he he comes in sweating his ass off every single scene oiled up sweating dripping sweat yes and like is like no uh no games all business every single scene i was like I was, I'm like, this is like a kind of a new register for The Rock. Like, he usually isn't this self-serious, I feel like, in movies. No, he never plays an egomaniac. Like, that's not his thing. Yeah, it's but he still has the trash talking, which uh, fans of wrestling will, like, recognize, which was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like, just the little lines where he's just like, I hope you guys packed your thunderwear. We're going to be here for a while. Like just yes, dumb lines like that. I just like every time it just make me laugh. <laughs> He's a master of the catchphrase. Yeah. You know, like some bitch is his thing in this franchise. Some bitch. And he does say that. He does say that in the movie. Some bitch. He understands the assignment in these movies, which I appreciate. But it's true. It's sort of it's hard to it's hard to watch the Vin Diesel of it all. So Going back to five, feeling like, okay, this is when I still liked this stuff. This is before it was like getting really religious with the family stuff and having faith and Vin's cross, like being a part of this story. Yeah. Well, and the cross in this one represented Letty Mm -hmm. more than faith. Exactly. It still had a real meaning. And his new boo, they connected on losing 
past spouses. So that was like a thing, whatever. That's true. But no one was like, say, you know, like the, the stupid line about making Vince say grace, like that's as much as we have to deal with the bullshit, like religious stuff, you know? Right. And every 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 movie has like a cookout scene like that. So I, that's kind of a staple. Yep. That you like appreciate in these things. And like, yeah, they just there's several like small unspoken things that they reference from previous movies. Yeah. That it's like, OK, they they like had some mind to like. So where, for example, uh, Vince's arms have scars on them. Yes. The wires from the first Fast and Furious movie when he's hanging off the truck and he's like got his arm caught in the thing yeah you wouldn't have noticed that if you hadn't seen the first fast and furious movie but like they linger on it and they're like paying off these like little details from the previous entries and i just don't feel like they take that time anymore to like do that that's what i mean when i say there's too many people it's all setting up new stuff and it's like well there's like 10 movies of history already like that you can refer back to (laughs) why not like yeah, you did all that work, you guys. Yeah. And like in characters that people genuinely love, but it's like I don't know what Tyrese does when like they're they're not part of the family. Yep. I know in this movie I like how they give Luda, you know, he's a mechanic. Yeah. And he's like smart and computers you know what I mean? so, like, or whatever. That's his, that and like their little banter. Him and Tyrese's little banter about that too. Like, that's your that's your dream, man, to have a day job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like they have a rapport, they have a something going on. And it's like, I want a movie that's all those guys. And I know that's weird, but like Vin could just hand it off for a movie. He barely works in them anymore. And like in the two brothers too, where it's just like, it gets kind of old after a while. But I do like where it's just like, man, you're so negative, man. All this negativity. (laughs) There's a great liveliness in number five. And I appreciate that because it's like, we're about to go downhill and we don't know that yet. So I like the insert, like being reminded of like why I'd still show up. And this one definitely does that. And I'll say this fast five. So those two guys, uh, that's Don Omar and uh, Tego Calderon. They're two reggaeton rappers, artists. So I think just like in the tradition of bringing Ludacris and Tyrese, these musical acts, you bring in those fans. Mm-hmm. And then more imp- most importantly, setting it in Brazil. Yes. And making this an international franchise, I think, was like the smartest decision they could have made. So they're bringing in international artists, but then uh, making the setting international, too. And they these movies kill like internationally, like every single one. Hell yeah. So even if like the Fast 10 is underperforming here in America, the, I have no doubt that they're going to make their money oh, yeah. overseas or whatever. Like, the, yeah, this one's not going to struggle. There's no like nothing's going to be lost in translation there you know what i mean like <laughs> these movies are as simple as it gets it's all just stunt work and just like one or two words like that vin diesel says under his breath and yeah that's it yeah fully speaking in platitudes now there are no scenes anymore so it's all you know what to expect and you don't need anything else than that but it's nice to be reminded that like when you return to this franchise as a whole there's a couple tent poles in it and I really do think that like five is the tentpole of this franchise where like at its best, yeah. that's what five shows. And I feel like 10's got a couple of smells of that or something, but man, five's my favorite. So I'm, I'm so glad we, we rewatched it. For sure. So I'm reading this John Wick book. I'll recommend it to everybody. Do I have it here? 
I put it in, it's another room, but um, it's called You Shouldn't Have Killed His Dog. It's really good, and it's I like literally the first eighty pages. It's like the first chapter I'm on still, and it's like all just a history of action movies. It's really dope how they that's like the introduction, but like they talk about the only reason that certain like the the staple action movies that we love, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Uh, all those franchises, the only reason they work is because they have the small, like, character beat moments that make you invested into what's happening. Otherwise, it's just, like, the the moment where, uh you know, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker are just, like, hanging off the, the favela, and they're just talking, and he's, like, and, you know, about fatherhood or whatever, and then Vin Diesel's, again, you can't understand him, really, but it's, he's trying to do some dramatic where he's, like, uh, I remember everything about my father. <laughs> He's a great man. I leave it up to him, man. And then Paul Walker's like, I never, like, I never knew him, man. I don't even know what he looks like. And then he's like, you're not going to be, you're not him or whatever. Oh, man. But it's like, okay, that's the bro bonding that you need in these movies to where it's like, okay, now I want Paul Walker to make it out because this dude's about to be a dad. Yes. If we're going into the questions and plot holes thing, what the hell was Mia doing in all these missions and she's pregnant, bro? Dude. I'm like, this girl is out of her damn mind. Like, it's like, come on. In the first hour of the movie, she is on all the missions, doing missions with them. Yes. I'm like, bro, like, you cannot be jumping off rooftops and trains if you're pregnant. <laughs> you know this. No, no, the stress <laughs> is not going to be good for it. And just physical danger. Like, bro, you're going to lose the baby. I was so stressed. I was so stressed. Like, I forgot. That she was this part, and like they do her dirty in some of the sequels. I'll say that where like she gets sidelined. So I, they do in the, in that respect. I like that she has something to do here. But come on, you pregnant, dude? Like, no, they they don't take anything seriously in real time. Like everything matters once They're the mission superheroes. is over. Yeah, exactly. They they are superheroes in their own minds. But then like it's weird though because in the second half it's almost like they realize like oh yeah she's pregnant we probably shouldn't let's have her stay back have her on yeah <laughs> let's have her be the eyes and ears for everybody <laughs> the weird way they they're trying to transition and and expand this cast out but then also like not let anyone leave because i want her to be there for sure but it's so awkward now that p-dub is not around irl anymore like the fact that paul walker can't return to these movies makes it super awkward that she still comes to these movies or that she is still like a huge part of the story and he's not, and they have kids. Like, it's just it, in Fast Ten, the best shit ever is the fact that like no one says anything about Brian, and there's just like a plate set where Brian's supposed to sit, but like that's it. Right. They did. I think they did it in the last one too. I want to say it's so random and awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Paul. I think losing Paul Walker was definitely that's yeah. He, he's like the closest thing they have to like a heart or soul of these movies are like Dude. a lead man i guess because like vin diesel is too incoherent and too like just like stiff it's really hard to where there's nothing there it's like it's it's uh you know i am Groot. He, he he could basically be saying i am groot for all i it's care true. like that's <laughs> that's that's basically what you get like in and it's like you watch the first one and he has the whole monologue you know where he's talking about like you know i live my life quarter mile at a time and it's like where is this? I like this was the this was the charismatic Vin that I remember. You know, it's like now he just sort of looks like an aging 
like an aging muscle car guy who doesn't really look good in these tanks, but they are a staple of this franchise too. Like he has to always be in the tanks. And yeah, yeah I feel like at least in five, it still, it still felt like he was wearing that character and it was somewhat authentic. Mm -hmm. But it's true, like even in five, I'm sort of already getting excited for like who else is there and what else we're doing. And right. The team, the team, Gal Gadot. Yes, and, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could poke holes in all these movies, really. So I that's that's not that's not how I watch these movies. But the one that made me genuinely laugh last night was when I it, it was like almost it was ridiculous in any other movie they do this, but they took it a step further. It's a ridiculous where the rock was like, they're looking at the uh, stoplight footage of all of them driving in the car. And they're and it's, and the guy's like, and he's like, Oh, it's too blurry. He's like, just uh, enhance it, enhance it. And then they like zoom in. Right. And the picture gets clear. That's not how photos work, by the way. No, it isn't. Uh, or videos work. Nope. And then but all movies do that. A lot of movies do that, though. But then this was the crazy part. They're all wearing masks. And they're like, oh, shit, boss. They're wearing masks. And he's like, run it through the database anyway. And then it, like, scans their faces with the masks on and IDs every single member of the team. I was like, what technology? <laughs> yeah, I mean, their their grip on technology and how it should work and how it should be a part of this universe ha is increasingly delusional. So, bro, like, I didn't even mind the ludicrous, like, the thing, uh, the, you know, the handprint with the thong, like how that works like that. Yeah, come on. That was just like a joke, like whatever. That's funny. But like, dude, that that one like made me like enhance it. Oh, they're wearing masks though, boss. Run it through the database. See what we got. <laughs> yeah. Do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We'll still find them. We're still going to find these guys. And then like all their pictures pop up, like all their passports. I'm like, what? Not even just like the two guys in the front. Like every single member of the team is busted now. Like, oh God. Exactly. Yeah. They're constantly making up their own rules and then kind of <laughs> disregarding them. <laughs> and, and yeah, in the name of action set pieces. And at least in this one, they're good because I feel like this one having still doing and being able to have the streets is huge. And I feel like that's why they went to Brazil so that they could like oh. really have these amazing sweeping chases again. Those helicopter shots with the Jesus statue. I mean, stunning. That's it really it really puts you in the mood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all I had for like just things that were I thought were ridiculous. I mean. Yeah, Mia jumping off the rooftop pregnant. I was like, come on, man. Yes. <laughs> I think my favorite is when Vin Diesel's like running from The Rock and The Rock's like looking up and kind of hearing him and he jumps out the window and then The Rock does. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the same time. The shot of Vin Diesel like checking back while he jumps. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a slow-mo. It's a slow-mo. I noticed that too this time. It's, it's just more evidence that like Vin's like what the hell yeah Dom doesn't miss anything he knows this guy's <laughs> on his tail the things about this movie that are ridiculous are mostly tied to Dom just because Dom's character is increasingly paper thin and in this one in particular like I think missing Letty is something I totally forgot about but but I guess like I'm okay with because it's still really action-packed and it's still so good i just mm -hmm. it's just so weird to know that like this one's so good and michelle rodriguez is not there yeah and it's like I, I think they give her some cool things to do in the later ones i will say like she's the one that fights ronda rousey i think in seven yeah she does i mean that that's cool and 
I don't know. Like I, her and Vin Diesel, though, like the chemistry just never, ever registered for me. Like, dude, it's so bad in 10. It's so bad in 10. I say this as like someone who was like a kid, you know, seeing the first movie and like, I'm like, are they like related? Like I never knew. I was like, I ne- it never clicked for me. It's not there. Yeah, it's it's just not there. And then, yeah, we can talk about like some of the, the filmmaking aspects of this one. I think, again, what made this one work maybe where the others ones didn't. Uh, you got Justin Lin uh, directing this one mm-hmm. who did uh, Fast and Furious 4. He also went on to do 6 and then 9, which we just shit on previously. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like he did. He is he did he do all five through nine? Like, I feel like he was in charge of this franchise for a little while, but I know he didn't do 10. The guy who did 10 is like a French guy. Yeah, he did three, four, five, six. And then seven, eight were different people. And then he came back for nine. And then he was supposed to do 10, I want to say. And he quit mid-production, probably because Vin Diesel. I mean, it's all speculation, but uh, like creative differences. Who is Who runs this franchise? We all know it's Vin. It's got to be Vin, yeah. So look, at, I just Googled, um, I Googled Justin Lin and it's a uh, Hollywood reporter. Justin Lin's fast 10 exit behind Clash with Vin Diesel. So yeah, yep. guess it's not speculation. <laughs> I mean, the best thing about a new director is the guy that directed this movie. I watched another one of his movies to see if the action was still there. And I don't know if you saw the Brothers Grimsby from like maybe like 2011 or something like maybe maybe somewhere around this. Is that with uh, Heath Ledger? Uh, no, it's 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 a Sasha Baron Cohen movie, actually. I think it might have got lost because it sounds like the Heath Ledger one. Oh, he did that? Yeah, he did it. And there are several jokes in this movie making fun of the Fast franchise. Oh, great. Like, there's a part where Sasha Baron Cohen is like, scum is what keeps the Fast and the Furious franchise alive. (laughs) The worst people in the world. (laughs) It's too good that this dude is making this movie and then comes and, like, nails it. Yeah. Because I think Justin Lin does so good in Five. Like, all the best pieces of his work have been accumulating up until then, and he shines in five. But, you know, having Vin as the other person, it's just so clear that, like, his vision is not something that feels predominant in the later films. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about, because I'm running short on time here, but I do want to talk about, like, the major set pieces, because this all comes in line with the filmmaking parts. But surprisingly, I, th- I think the the set piece that, I would have said before, like the the end where they're dragging the tank is probably like the best. Yes. Uh, or, or, or the safe. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Through the streets, cameras all over the place, catching that shit like real legit. Yeah. Crashing through buildings, running over cars or using it to catapult into cars and motorcycles. Like, hell yeah. It's so crazy. But again, not as unbelievable as like you know flying through the air stuff right where it's like that's where i kind of like check out where it's like come on where i think well i think that was nine where vin diesel jumps a car off a cliff and somehow catches it off of a thing that goes on the bottom of the car and then like spider-man swings like what yes what is happening (laughs) like i have there's no basis in reality for that but like You can kind of see, okay, there's a safe and like two cars are probably not dragging that thing. But like because of the way that they're like speeding their cars and like using the Nas or whatever, they make it like believable. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe like with enough horsepower, maybe they they could uh, generate enough 
Force, but uh, yeah, the one that I always forget about. Maybe I was I confuse this with four or whatever, but like the beginning train sequence, mm. I think might be my fave. That one was me too. That one is so cool. Like, and and again, what you what we're saying, like actually, like on a train, it looks like like jumping and like just the the motion of like when they're ready to go, the car uh gets pulled from the train onto like the car next to it yes and then reverses off of it and is like driving with the i'm like whoever thought of that you're a madman and i love that that was (laughs) that was so cool and that's exactly it right like we need those people and their visions to be in charge of this stuff because for an action movie to be successful it can't just make the action star look cool it has to be like visually telling this story and that's something that really stuck out to me this time watching five was how visually the story was being told. Like Mm -hmm. Justin Lin is paying attention to moving that safe through town and like showing you the weight of everything move. Just like he's really showing you like this car is racing up against the train to like pull these cars. Holy shit. He keeps you in the dark in a lot of those like moments. So like where Vin calls an audible at the last second, like the plan has changed or whatever. Doesn't tell you what the plan is, but like Mm -mm. you're just along for the ride. And then like him and Vin Diesel jumping off the cliff into the water. It's like, okay, I've seen that in movies too. Not as unbelievable as the stuff in seven eight nine like they're up pretty high like i was like they are but i think they're dead if they make this jump but it looks cool as hell probably but at least they're like not in the car like in the i feel like in the later ones they're all doing this shit in cars and it's like yeah the car would kill you so fucking (laughs) yes you're right though the train is the best i love the train it sets it off so good and it's like that's like a mini heist in itself they're stealing the car they're stealing the chip that sets everything into motion, you know? That's it, too. Like, the back-to-basics of this being a heist franchise. Like, it's about thieves. It's about people who can steal things at high paces or whatever, like, driving fast. Yeah. And I feel like five starting this way was huge because mm-hmm. I feel like later they, like, skip all the street racing. Uh, and this was sort of like, okay, if you can't give me a street race... It bums me out so much. Yeah, if you can't open this film with a street race, Open it with something like this, a kind of different race where they got to race against getting off of this train before the cops come and they have to race away from the people they're doing this job with because something's going sideways. Got it all again. Yeah, they forget the street racing. And then I, that's why I like in this one, too. There's a couple different like they keep that element to where it's like they're trying to figure out how to beat the camera. So they're like incorporating the drift, the the drifting from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Also directed by Justin Lin. So, again, calling back to the other entries. Uh, they don't go with that plan, but then they steal the police cars and they have a race mm-hmm. that time. And it's funny because Vin Diesel can never lose a race in these movies, no. but he'll let Paul Walker win because that's his gift to him as a father, as a new dad. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. He's so righteous. I cannot with the righteousness of his character. He cannot lose a fight. No, he can't lose a race. I mean, I did like the line there where he's like, my car has never seen a pair of headlights. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! That that line, and then I think Tyrese is like, or Paul Walker's like, "Are you ready to today?" And he's like, oh, "Let's go." He's like, "Oh, Brian." The trash talking is so much. It's too much, dude. It's true. I kind of love how for Brian Vin Diesel becomes more of a teddy bear. It's like almost like yeah. he has more chemistry with Paul Walker sometimes because, like, in those moments, he's like almost flirting with him when he's like, "You sure you can handle the disappointment?" For sure. Absolutely. Like, you know, there is that chemistry is undeniable, which yeah. is why it's so awkward yep, when he's exactly. trying to have chemistry with uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Just out of place. 
But it's true. He can't lose a race. He can't lose a fight. And he can't wear a complete shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Things he won't do. <laughs> yeah. Sleeveless. Even got even gets married in one of them with the, the same outfit in this one with the white jeans and the tank top. <laughs> it's unbearable. It is. <laughs> the cringe level. I can't believe young people watch it at all. Just looking like a potato. <laughs> he does look like a potato. I know. I just can't. <laughs> Uh, How Did This Get Made just did uh, an episode on the first Fast and Furious. Let's go. And they were reading off customer reviews, five-star reviews, and somebody was like, if they weren't cowards and made Paul Walker and Vin Diesel make out, this would have been even better. (laughs) And it's like... Yeah, one million percent. Honestly, though... They're flirting so much with this, with like, you know what I mean? It's, they're already there. They're basically there. I mean, they're just doing their due diligence of like dudes who hide behind cars and tattoos and muscles and machismo. Like sometimes they're sneak gay under there. Yeah. And in this story, I think it would have been worse if they tried to be like, now be this guy. Yep. Right. Instead, I think they just tried to show that like a dude who looks like him can love. Yeah. He's not like this in real life, by the way. If you, if you, well, that's a thing too. If you watch his interviews, he is like more talkative and like jokey and sweet. Yes, than this character. And it's like I want, and like you can see glimpses of that, yes. like you said, in the yes. first Fast and Furious, and like mm-hmm. in some of the earlier entries, like he lets that out a little bit, but like now it's just like all brick face, yeah, too firm, yeah. It's like there's no room for any of that. And it's like, if we're talking about family, mm-hmm. that's like not a great way to raise a family, to be honest. No, <laughs> no, it isn't. To be completely emotionally unavailable. Like, no, that's not. No. Es- <laughs> yeah. Especially because they talk about being fathers. They talk about wanting to be good fathers. And I kind of love that Vin Diesel presents this way. But Brian always made Vin Diesel soft because he showed that like, this guy presents, but he has a heart. He want, he loves people. He wants to take care of people. And so I feel like the character of Dom was so powerful up until five. That's why I almost wish they would have allowed Paul Walker to to die legit. In seven. Because like him just being in the background, but then... Seven was the perfect ending. Yeah. Seven should have been the last Fast and Furious movie. I will die on that hill. I mean... They ended it so perfectly only to like bring it back like and just... I'd have loved for them to stop at seven, for them to take like five years off yeah. and for like Charlize to be... So that we could still get her character, because I actually really like her character in this franchise. I mean, she's not bad, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have to, like, keep the IV drip going. We could just have a little space and allow their relationship to be what it is. Because I kind of love how, like, they're like little boys in Five. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, like, so excited about this thing they're going to do. They're like, yeah, we're about to take this fool down. Like, show him what's up. And they, they just gas each other up in a way where... I think without Brian, like Dom, the character of Dom is just not so. Well, sharp. they do they do like the the Ocean's Eleven thing too, where it's like they tell you how impossible the mission is, like a million times, <laughs> like to <laughs> like even like joking about it, to where it's like, oh man, like uh, this safe is like we need a handprint for this, and blah blah blah. We have a ten second window. Yep, it's in a police station, they keep like making it like worse and worse. Yes. And then, like, Vin Diesel the whole time, cool as a cucumber, just like, that's the plan. That was the plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one is clever about keeping the twists and turns from us just the right amount of time and just in the right ways. And they do the Ocean's Eleven switcheroo. Yes. With the with the safes, which, like, you don't... I, I always uh, look forward to that moment just because... Like, even, like, when, like, I noticed, like, the garbage truck, mm-hmm. like, because I've seen this movie so many times now, yep. I'm, like, trying to see if I can, like 
see it in the cut. You can't really, but like, no, nope. yeah, <laughs> it's a good hide. Yeah, <laughs> but that's exactly it. Yeah, I think that sequence at the end is so so good. But the train, the train for me is the best sequence. Okay, cool. I'm glad we agree on that. And then I think I'll just my final thoughts. I, I love this movie. I think it's a highlight of the franchise as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rock was a great addition. I, I hate that him and the Vin, and Vin Diesel are two alphas that couldn't st- hash it out, even though The Rock is coming back, mm-hmm. um, apparently. It's true. But like in this movie, he's like a rabid dog. Like He's like spitting all over the place. He's sweating all over the place, and he has business on his mind. Like yes. When they try and like explain to him or whatever, like we didn't kill those guys, The Rock's like, I don't give a damn. You guys are just pieces of paper that came across my desk. (laughs) I'm like, dude. That's right. That's right. I'm just here to do my job. Yes. I'm like this. Oh, man. Like the rock is so badass in this with like the goatee. He's the best. Also dripping wet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I can't emphasize enough. Not one single scene in this movie where he has he's dry. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm excited because I think I'm so grateful that Hobbs and Shaw came and worked so well. Hobbs and Shaw is dope. I don't know why Fast... I think that's another divide. Fast fans, pure Fast fans, do not like Hobbs and Shaw. And I'm coming from it from... I don't really care about the Fast franchise, and I love Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) Same. For me, it's going to be Hobbs and Shaw. Like, please do more of that energy. Yes. Like, that on him. If you're going to go so ridiculous, mm-hmm. have Idris Alba as, like, a half-android yes. fucking villain. Please, like, do something that out-of-control crazy. And then The Rock and Jason Statham, that dynamic. Epic. They don't have that in the family, really, as, like, that comedy that action prowess like yep they try like luda and tyrese have some and mm-hmm. uh but i don't know like even like ludicrous now is like just th- their abilities it's like I, I i can't keep track like he was the smart guy in five mm-hmm. and then since then he's like now he's like a kung fu guy like he knows how to hand-to-hand combat and like it's true they they're the characters of the fast franchise don't have as much texture as the rock is able to give to his character in a single film yeah, and then bring to Hobbs and Shaw. And then I will give you one Easter egg that there is a post credit scene involving the rock at the end of fast. Yeah. So deadline spoiled it already. So I, yeah. Okay. I was going to say it is the greatest. Twitter was very upset. I really did not care. I was like, what well, I, none of these people like, no, it, you got to go. come back. They all come back. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you had to know that he was going to come. But I will say it gave me hardcore goosebumps where I was like, fucking cannot wait for the next Hobbs and Shaw. Let's go. <laughs> and then speaking of chemistry, almost forgot. I got I do got a shout out to Gal Gadot and Han in this movie. Oh. Fucking they had better chemistry than any couple. It's true. In these. And I, I just like Han is so cool. Mm-hmm. But then when he gets around Gal Gadot just crumbles. And I love that. Like like any of us would. You know what I mean? And like so authentic. They're like little flirtatious. Like, uh, you know, because everyone has like to be like uh, quippy in these movies. Like. You were a smoker, huh? Definitely a two packs a day guy. Always fiddling around with your hands, something in your mouth, like just calling him out on everything. And like he just, and then she like walks away and he's like, I think I'm in love. Yes. Again, <laughs> a real scene. Yeah. Right? We never get them, but we got one there. Yeah. Yep. And then like, you know, he's like, I think we need to do more recon and figure this out. And she's like, I got this. <laughs> just like, come. Yeah. Don't worry. That fabulous bikini. Uh, just looking great as always. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's something I will say. The ladies of this franchise get to stand next to the men. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I 
again, they killed her off, and that was an um, I guess that was an impactful death in a way. But I don't. I almost forgot about that. Like that they do. I, I guess you know what I mean. It's not also. You can't remember because it. I'm sure they'll be like, "I'll bring her back." Oh, actually, the movies were organized. Yeah, she posted something. She posted some cryptic thing on Twitter. People were like, "Wait, like, aren't you dead?" Like, it was almost like she's saying, "Like, I'm coming back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we were. Everyone's like, "Yeah, you died, bro." Like, but no one dies in these movies. More of the story. So exactly, all bets are off here. Nothing is real until the next movie happens and they tell you if it's real. And so, yeah, we'll see what it is. But yeah, I'm gr- I'm glad we did Fast Five. Me too. To to just stay involved in this franchise because it's definitely my favorite. Definitely, me too. All right, I gotta go. I gotta run. Uh, let's get our plugs in. Let's get out of here. Remind the people where to find us, Shani B. Follow the show at Action Movie Buffs on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch so you never miss a minute of the action. And me personally at Shani B Movies on all those platforms as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple. Please leave a positive review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Follow me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit. And then at my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff.